As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 94-94-55. Auto insurance. You want it, you need it, and we've got it. Call Auto Insurance for Less to find out how much you can save today. Better coverage at a better price is just a phone call away. Call 1-800-834-9455. That's 1-800-834-9455. Only winners listen to KCAA Loma Linda, the trifecta of Southern California radio. Heard on 1050 AM, 102.3 FM, and 106.5 FM. This is Scientific American's 60-Second Science. I'm Christopher Intagliata. The paleo diet, it's pretty trendy. Eat like a caveman, no dairy, no grains, no sugar, and so on. But what you probably won't find on many paleo plates today... Pine nuts and moss and tree bark and mushrooms. Laura Weirich paleomicrobiologist at the University of Adelaide in Australia. What we would like to call the true paleo diet. <laughs> It's basically what you could find in a forest um, if you're not eating meat. Weirich and her colleagues cleaned the teeth of Neanderthals found in Belgium and Spain. They popped off bits of ancient dental plaque and then sequenced the DNA contained within to see if it matched up to any known sequences today. What they found suggests that the northern Neanderthals ate a meat-heavy diet, stuff like woolly rhino and wild sheep. Whereas their southern counterparts, they ate that forest-foraged vegetarian fare, mushrooms, pine nuts, and moss. One of the Spanish specimens also appeared to have taken a tree-derived painkiller related to aspirin and might have self-medicated with antibiotic penicillium bacteria, too. And the Neanderthal's mouth microbiome, on average, resembled that of chimps more than modern humans. And they have a much healthier set of bacteria in their mouth as well. They don't have the, the nasty bacteria Um, in the right proportions to really chew holes in their teeth and cause periodontal disease. They really were very healthy. And their teeth, she says, are still sparkly white today. The study's in the journal Nature. Perhaps the most intriguing finding, though, might be that humans and Neanderthals appeared to swap mouth microbes at one point in time, something that Weirich says probably happened not through violent interactions, but when kissing or sharing food. I think this paper in general just really suggests that Neanderthals were, again, not like this, um, you know, caveman, brute, grunting type animal that they often get described as. You know, they had knowledge about medicines, they had knowledge about their environments and what they could eat, um, and they were, you know, having friendly interactions with other species. So it's, it's a very different picture of Neanderthals. Thanks for listening. For Scientific American's 60 Second Science, I'm Christopher Intagliata. 
Thinking about buying a home or maybe just refinancing? Let the mortgage voice Jeff Barton guide you. And I think if people get the expectation going into the process, there's less likely to be freaking out at the end about what's happening. The Mortgage Voice, Saturday at 3 p.m. and Sundays at noon here on KCAA 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. K-C-A-A. Welcome, everyone, to Get Cultured on iHeartRadio, NBC Radio, Spotify, and on YouTube. I'm your host, Yanitza Munoz. Today, we have a special segment from Sheer Recovery. Their guest is renowned author and celebrity agent, Darren Prince. Let's welcome Sheer Recovery. Hi there, and welcome to the Sheer Recovery Podcast on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and YouTube. I'm Anthony Villanos, your host. And we're here today, Sheer Recovery is a sponsor. It's a dual diagnosis treatment center. It deals with addiction recovery and mental health issues. They sponsor this show, giving us an opportunity to bring new technologies, new modalities, creative stories, and, and different messages about recovery. It's all free, it's all for you. Hopefully this speaks to you, your family, or your loved one, and helps you along your journey. Today, we've got a special guest today, Darren Prince. He's a celebrity uh, agent. He's a philanthropist, he's an author. And an all-around special guy, Darren, welcome to the show. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Darren, uh, you've got a a book, Aiming High, which we'll highlight right off the bat, which tells a great story about success and also a low when you're having success. You know, these things kind of come hand in hand sometimes. And uh, sometimes success, you'd think it'd be the answer to all your problems, and it's really just the start of them. Uh, You hear that. Those without success maybe don't understand it, but... Uh, that's part of your story. Can you tell us a little bit about your story, Darren? I started a business when I was 14 years old selling baseball cards that became a multi-million dollar company. Ball card business was my idea. The business accolades I give all to my dad. Excellent. Taught me everything I needed to know about business. So you had a good family support, and then you somehow ended up struggling with addiction or substances, at least. It's, it's hard when you're probably 12 or 14 to be a full-blown addict. Mm-hmm. Your body recovers so fast, and et cetera, access, et cetera. But how did, uh, how did you get involved with, with substance at such a young age, especially with that kind of success? We talked earlier, 10, 12, those years, it's so hard to you know, communicate with other you know, kids your age about the inner insecurities and the inadequacies, the feeling of less than. I was labeled learning disabled. I was put in small classrooms. And I think a lot of that just destroyed my self-confidence and my self-esteem. So by the time drugs came into my life at 14, I was in sleepaway camp with terrible stomach pains. And the nurse gave me this green liquid in a cough syrup cup. And I took it and thinking nothing of it. But Three minutes later, as I'm walking across the softball field, my life changed forever. Every one of those feelings went away. Well, I think that's a point that is lost on many of us, which drugs and alcohol are great for numbing pain and numbing emotion, but there's no solution there. So if you're struggling with self-esteem issues or depression or whatever issue, and you take this substance, some type of opiate or, or, or any substance, really, it's going gonna, it's gonna to reduce those feelings in the short term. And so... You probably felt like Superman having all of these problems sun is suddenly vanish with one uh, drink of a liquid or one pill, right? That was it. I, I chased it for 24 more years, that feeling from uh, one shot at Demerol, one liquid shot at Demerol. You know, I wish uh, I wish it was a one shot deal, but no, my life changed forever that day. Wow. And, you know, the success part. So fortunately, you had these a good business acumen from your father and, and this idea and you had some money going and you've all obviously propelled that into success throughout your whole whole life. I, I think it's got to be difficult because now you've got fuel, you know, you've got unlimited resources. There's no drug you can't buy. There's no access you don't have. So it doesn't get any easier to quit. Uh, despite your success, you know, for many of us, addiction will take our success. It's going to take everything eventually, right? Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Um, but for you, it probably took other things. Your success it left for for last, you know, in a, in a sense. So, how did you manage to keep it together for so long? I, I like to say I was highly functioning. I was definitely a highly functioning opiate addict, and it must have turned on me maybe like my early 30s. I started my agency when I was 25 and 
Magic Johnson, Pamela Anderson, Chevy Chase, Joe Frazier, Dennis Rodman were my first five clients. And I take this insecure, broken, soulless, um, out of place in the world, opiate addict with the money, all the women, the life, everything I ever wanted. And, um, you know, I lost myself. At one point, what was once living to use turned out to using to live. Right. And every guy wanted to be around me. It was when bottle services started in New York, and we owned every place we ever wanted to go into. And I thought that was the life. I thought that's what, you know, I was meant to arrive at. And uh, it got real lonely and sad at a certain point when I'd be home alone in my own head. And what the hell's going on? How did it get to this point? You know, it was always about what people thought of me. Now, I, I wonder as well, because, you know, you're around, not not saying that everyone doesn't have their own issues and problems, but you mentioned Magic Johnson, Chevy Chase, some of these, you know, real stars, especially at that time. Did they ever notice that you weren't at your best or did you ever feel like your your career was at risk or did it ever get to that point? Or were you able to keep that at bay and kind of hide it long enough to, I mean, I imagine these you know, you're close with your clients. They respect you. They care about you. You've had them, these guys for decades now, a couple of them. So how did you manage keeping it all level? You know, I, I was highly functioning and none of them knew about it. Wow. They all just thought that was me. You know, right. the behavior, you know, the crazy energy and getting a deal done and moving on to the next deal, being a networking machine in a room. But, you know, they just didn't realize it. Joe Frazier and I were at an event in Texas, and I'd be bringing different people over to him. Um, you know, I was probably snorting Oxycontins two hours before we went downstairs to the ballroom with security to bring them to uh, the appearance, and it just became a way of life. Right. You ever find yourself in a place where, now that you're on the other side of it, did you ever credit your substance abuse? You know, I hear with, especially, you know, this affects all walks of life. Right. I mean, you could be a doctor, attorney, a sports agent. You could be a dependent, someone that didn't even graduate high school. It's going to, you know, drugs and alcohol affect us in, in mm-hmm. different ways and, and it's, it's detrimental. But did you ever, did you ever credit, you know, I feel like some people, they, they think they're better with alcohol in particular or some things that stimulate them that they feel that invincibility. Do you ever credit your substance abuse or do you know now that you would have been better? being sober from day one and it was only a hindrance how, how do you feel looking back on no it's a great question when i speak to high school kids which i do so often i have to be careful the way i paraphrase everything because it's easy to say well look at this guy he looked like a degenerate now he owns one of the biggest sports and entertainment boutique agencies in the world and no it wasn't the case because in my book i talk about it i i had tremendous financial problems twice I was making the money, but I wasn't paying attention to how to manage the money. Right. Um, because, uh, you know, again, it was about the party. It was about bringing all my friends along for the ride. Um, you know, whatever I had to do to, you know, just be around the biggest scenes, the hottest environments and not paying attention to the core business. Yeah, I was networking and certainly um, building this database that was incredible. But the other side got slighted because I was just so out there, you know, always thinking about the party. Right. Right. I'm trying to segue into. So, you know, I've helped a lot of people. I had an opportunity to help a lot of people in recovery. I've helped over a thousand people go to rehab. I know you work with several centers Mm -hmm. that um, the one in particular, you know, at some point you need help, I think. Right. Where did you ever seek help for yourself or did you hit a bottom where you just turned it around and did it on your own? How did that turn? How did that turn come about? I never went to a treatment center. My bottom came on July 2nd, 2008, the day before my uncle and his then-girlfriend, Andrea, were visiting my mom. I was at my wit's end. I already had my second overdose. Uh, My addiction psychiatrist had me on Suboxone. I was lying to him. I was snorting Ambien before I went to bed at night. I was on a mood stabilizer. Uh, I was on Clonopin, antidepressant drinking a couple days a week and drinking wasn't really my thing just to numb myself because I didn't want to live anymore. And they came to visit me and just thinking it was any other day. I, uh, I just came clean. She looked at me and she goes, you don't look well. No, I don't know you. Is everything okay? And it was kind of the first God moment because she told me she was in recovery right. and she had five years in the program. And uh, my uncle was coming back and he had three years. And she's like, do you realize that you're an addict? Do you realize some manageable? I said, yeah. And she goes, do you realize that um, you're powerless? I said, yeah. And she goes, most importantly, do you realize that 
it doesn't matter if you're from Yale or Jail or Park Avenue or Park Bench, addiction does not discriminate. So yeah, what man. you've done out here means nothing. Right. This is life and death. I said, I get it. I said, I'm desperate. And it was the next night the magic happened because I was detoxing for 24 hours. I was living in New York City. I came back from the gym shaking, trembling. I couldn't do it anymore. I called them up. I said, I'm calling the damn doctor. I'm getting the opiates that I need. And I ran to the bathroom to take two clonopin, which she allowed me to take for a week to help with the detox. And I felt on my knees and two Vicodins were in my hands. Hmm. I thought I cleaned that every cabinet of all the opiates. Drug of choice, right? In and front of you. Um, just started crying. I couldn't get up. And I just called out to God like I never did before. And he, he heard me. And I had the white light moment. A lot of people in recovery don't have it. I had it. And, you know, I still get emotional to this day thinking about it because I, I remember the exact location on my shoulder of this fiery feeling came. And I remember hearing the voice, I've got you when you're ready. Amen. And um, I stood up and again, it wasn't me because my legs were numb and it was somebody else's hand touching my hand to release the opiates and flush them down the toilet. And there was no Uber back then. This was in 2008. I went to a computer, found a 12-step meeting and flagged the cab when I got outside and just looked up at the sky and I said, holy crap, I don't know what the hell happened. For the first time in my life, I wanted to stay sober. More than I wanted to get high, and I walked into a church basement with 200 hopeless addicts and alcoholics that were all once in a hopeless state of mind that changed my life. Amen. That's awesome. That's awesome. So I, I think at the end of the day, it takes a willingness to change. No one can make you do it. No one can force you to do it. But there also is help. You, you had a moment of clarity. You had an intervention by God. You had you had something that happened to you where you were sick and tired of being sick and tired and you made a decision to change mm. and you went about it the way you did. Sounds like you had a doctor maybe helping because it, it's tough. You know, like you said, you had every intention to quit, but you had a weakness, too, because you knew your body wanted what it wanted. And uh, you, you got through that situation, but very easily it could have been all for naught just with one of those pills. And so thank God, you, you know, you let it go. And you made a way, you found the 12 step program, found a blueprint for recovery and, and have a journey from there. Um, for those of you out there who this, this message may speak to, whether you're, you know, I forget the analogy is part uh, uh, park Avenue or like park, park bench, yeah. Yale or jail, Yale or jail. As humans we're naturally driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You know, you don't have to do it alone. I mean, there's great technology. Suboxone is great. Subutex is great for blocking the opiate receptor and helping you stay out of withdrawal. Now, uh, our program at Shear, at least, uh, and I, I know some of the ones that you work with as well, focus on abstinence and breaking the chemical addiction and, and refraining from use. But we still use those things in detox. Mm -hmm. So you're not in physical pain. Seven, 10, 14 days, you get all these substances out of your body under a doctor's care. And then you feel like a million bucks. Mm -hmm. and, and that's really where you start your recovery. So there, there is help. And at the end of the day, it comes to a decision. You made that decision for yourself and it was enough to carry you through. I think of uh, Tyson Fury, mm -hmm. this guy that just won the World Heavyweight Championship of the World, or mm -hmm. one of them. Uh, he's undisputed, lineal champion, amazing guy. You know, I didn't know anything about this gypsy guy. I started watching TV, and turns out he beats this guy Klitschko. He's undefeated. He's got it all, and is so depressed and has all these issues that he walks away. Mm -hmm. Never even defends his title or anything. It's, it's like years later, but he had a moment. He had a moment where he said, you know what? I deserve better. I'm better than this. And he stopped. And he just, I don't know that I don't maybe he had some help on the side. I don't think he went into a program, but he just made the decision and made the right steps. Mm -hmm. 
And uh, now he's champion of the world again. And that, that's a beautiful thing. He's an advocate for mental health. And so seeing that type of success, you know, I think everyone needs to realize that it starts with a decision. And if it's tough to have the, the, the insight like Darren had, you know, it's okay to ask for help too. Um, what are some of the recovery centers you work with? Cause I imagine you get people asking you all the time, like, what do I do? And you can't sponsor everybody. Uh, do you refer them anywhere? Or do, what do you, Bannon Treatment Center. Bannon. I'm a rep for, they've got 12 properties in four different States. As we spoke earlier, I have my own toll free number, which is 888-6-DARREN, D-A-R-R-E-N. And if people can't afford treatment, we find a way to scholarship and get them in there. Well, that's amazing. huge. That is huge. Even to say that you gotta be careful what you say, because mm -hmm. people are going to call, you know, yeah. it's medical care. You got mm -hmm. doctors, therapists, supervision, you know, these things aren't free, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. Um, but in, insurance is there, you know, for those that have it. And uh, I guess uh, recovery like rehab is just a helping hand. Um, but you can't you got to have the internal motivation and they can't be forced on anybody. Mm -hmm. And so finding that with the amount of success that you are having at the same time uh, kind of leads me to another question. I hope I don't get in trouble with, with Dennis or anything, but I, I've watched Dennis from afar, he, you know, wonderful talent, one of the best rebounders in all NBA history. And obviously you've represented for a long time. You know, I saw him on Celebrity Apprentice and things like this, and it looked to be like he had some substance use issue. How do you I've got some of my best friends that struggle and I'm the only one that can't reach them because when I talk to them, they say, well, you're not my friend. You're just an addiction counselor. You're just talking to you're me like close. you're too close. Right. And so I feel like you could probably help everybody, but those that are closest to you, especially behind the veil of entertainment, you know, those guys aren't going to come out. Guys and girls aren't necessarily going to come out to the public and say they have problems, right. even though they do like you wouldn't have. I mean, you do. You went about this uh, in an interesting way, but I think you found your recovery first. You know yeah. what I mean? You didn't just say, yeah. hey, I'm going to rehab another celebrity going to rehab. Right. You, you handled it first and then became an advocate for the solution, which is awesome. But, I, you know, and I don't want to talk about any one particular. I'm just saying that I imagine that although you have such a good voice to talk to those people behind the circle, do you feel sometimes you're too close or that they don't want to hear you or do you just leave it separate and I, I'm going to be myself and deal with business as business and let it be? How do you address it? No, I try. I mean, I'm 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 close to, you know, all my clients like that. And um you know, Dennis is a, a very unique situation. You know, he's openly talked about his struggle with alcoholism. And uh, there's been a lot of my spiritual messages and spiritual conversations and way to live life that he has gravitated to and listened, you know, but he still gets in his rut. So they able to go two, three months not drinking. There was a time him and I were hitting meetings together three, four days a week uh, about a year and a half ago, taking notes every day. But it ultimately comes down to that we all have a hole in our soul right so as they say putting the plug in the jug or throwing out the drugs that that that, that that's that that percentage of it right. then you really got to do the work yeah once you were blessed to have the gift of desperation which is what i have mm -hmm. and had then you got to really go dig down deep and find out why it started in the first place and you know, that's been his problem. Like Dr. Drew and I is a dear friend. We talk about it. We were out to dinner with Dennis a few months ago. You know, the accountability comes when you want to look into and see why and where it all started from. Because if you don't clear that stuff out, you have no defense between you and that first drink yeah. or that drug. And, you know, he's got such a good heart. But look, he's like anybody else. I don't care what type of level of fame and fortune you have or don't have. Everybody's got stuff. That was the interesting thing, looking at uh, the Tyson Fury story. Because here's a guy's heavyweight champion of the world, undefeated. You know, it's a big story. And the guy wants to kill himself like the day after the fight. You got it all. Like, what could you want? You know, he'd given up on life. And he's got a family. He's got children. And I think you got to find that insight, that internal motivation, you know, for someone like Dennis is similar success. You know, and it takes courage to look in the mirror and to really... You know, you mentioned from 12, 14, I mean, self-esteem, you, you could put your finger on some of the things that a lot of people, I don't think they are either willing to look or willing to admit or admit their shortcomings. And how do you grow if you can't say, where do I need to improve? Right. I turn, you turn a blind eye to it. And I also think certain traumatic situations, the brain really shuts down. Oh, there, yeah. There's certain subconscious and conscious parts of the brain that just 
you know, for whatever reason, you just don't want to think about it. And the pain was just so severe, whether it's psychological or physical that or emotional, that it's legitimately just cut off. So until you really make that decision to go deep into your core, it, it's that poison is still in there. It's yeah. always like resonating. And now that to me is why the 12 steps are so important because look, I'm far from perfect. I'm the best version of myself I've ever been in my life. And I'm so accountable if I do something wrong. I, I, I jump all over it. I, when I speak, I, 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 I tell people it's about saying what I mean, meaning what I say and not saying it mean. It's yeah. just techniques I've learned for life and um, trying to understand people instead of me being understood as we say in the 11th step and don't engage, you know, because if I engage, there's something within me that's either feeling threatened, insecure, screwed up over a certain situation, not get what I want when I want to get it. And, you know, those spiritual techniques allow me to live at my highest self. And uh, But it takes work. Yeah, I don't go to a meeting for three or four days. I get disconnected. I don't do an interview or a speaking engagement or do some fundraising efforts or speak to somebody in recovery. In three days, I'll be a freaking disaster again. Yeah. Interesting. And you, you touch on this in your new book, Aiming High. You've also launched a foundation as well. Mm -hmm. Can you tell us a little bit about yeah, your foundation? Yeah, we launched it uh, the first week in December. Very excited. The Aiming High Foundation, named after the book. And it's aiminghighfoundation.org. And what happened was when I speak to especially adult audiences or businesses, I open, after I do my keynote, I open up to a Q&A, and then I usually do a book signing. And some of the hands that went up during the Q&A, these people had a, had a moment right then that they needed help and right. they wanted help. They might have had the best insurance. They might have had the financial means to do it, but they wanted help. I started telling myself, like, there's got to be a way, if it's not just with Banyan, where I could start doing my own fundraising for my own foundation, using my platform, using the celebrities I've worked with, my amazing media connections, where I could start doing you know charitable events and yeah. making sure there's enough money always sitting available to give these people that opportunity. Because I want to be able to say, young man, young woman, why don't you come up here right now? My foundation's going to put you on the plane in the morning man. and give you the life that you deserve. Amen. You you hit on it. Uh, really, the the need for that, I don't think, I think is lost on people. You know, it, it, when you're talking about going to rehab, rehab is not a free thing. Mm -hmm. Okay. Now there's the Salvation Army. There's uh, Medicare will cover some state-run facilities and things of that nature. So there is somewhat of a free help. But aside from that, uh, it's, it's non-medical therapeutic care, but oftentimes you've got a doctor, a therapist, a nurse, 24-hour supervision, drug testing, food, like all, none of that's free, mm -hmm. right? And if you're an addict, it's, you're the rare case. If you're functioning enough, you still have your job, you still have your insurance, and you can pay for yourself. Mm -hmm. That's great. You're a long way from losing it all at that point. Mm -hmm. You know, Maybe you've lost the wife or the husband or whatever, but you've got your career and your insurance. At least you got an out. Right. Once you lose the job, the health plan, the wife, the house, and then it's like, hey, Anthony, Darren, I'm so ready to get sober. I got my bags packed. I'm on the street yep. right now. Can you send a car to pick me up? Right. Well, hey, it's a tough ask. Yep. You know, it's like having yep. cancer or something. You know, it's like you, I got this disease and I need all this help. And I, I got the attitude, the willingness, mm -hmm. but I don't have the means. And mm -hmm. so it's always a miracle anytime somebody gets help because you need the two and you need them at the same time. Mm -hmm. You know, sometimes, I, you know, I got parents, hey, hey, Tony, I'll give you a million bucks. You get my kid to go to rehab. Johnny's not going for any reason. Mm -hmm. You know, there's just there's no way. And at the same time, maybe that person now becomes willing and the parents are like, hey, I've had enough. Mm -hmm. So and, and all all the scenarios around it. But what you're hitting on is it's rarely the addict that's struggling with opiates, heroin, Xanax, marijuana, alcohol that can also has 10, 20, 30 grand for rehab or has a job with insurance. So the foundation idea, I mean, man, you're going to be, there's a lot of needs mm -hmm. and there's, I feel like there's a lot of heart in helping people and foundations like this. So if you're listening to us at home and, and maybe, you know, Darren's message doesn't speak to you as far as addiction, but you want to help people. You've got a family member. You understand that, look, there's people that I can help uh, rather than sending 50 bucks a month to Africa to, to help someone who may be starving. Maybe you want to help somebody who's struggling with mental health or recovery more. And this foundation seems like a great way to just help somebody who needs, you know, indiscriminately. Right. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That, you know, it's it's interesting because a lot of these kids, when I speak, they ask about 
they're so smart, some of these groups, and they'll put their little hands up and like, how did you find it developed self-esteem? And it's always my first one because it's always a big concern to, to them. And I said, by doing esteemable acts. That's a good one. What would the you foundation, consider? The foundation is an esteemable act because when I get a message on Instagram, I'm very open on my social media, very open. What's more your so social than handle? My celebrities. Uh, what's that? What's your social? Uh, uh, Instagram is at agent underscore DP. That's, that's a tough one. One more time. At agent underscore DP. Okay. Darren and Prince. Facebook is just Darren Prince. And um, because these randoms that just come in and the amount of people I've been able to help already through the foundation, um, you know, whatever it might be, just to, to, to give them that opportunity. It's like no matter what went wrong that day or could have gone wrong i went to bed sober and i know i did god's work nice you know it's like how, how does that not make you feel good about what's going on and yeah, i always say that i know i'm nobody special but my god is because there was such a long period in my life where you know i needed some god or some higher power in my life but once this journey started and uh, the book really took off i realized that he needed me Right. That's when I was like, I'm not going to hold back because there's a lot of people that need help. That's that's really good. I, and I like that, you know, you, you build self-esteem by taking esteemable acts. You know, I want to ask just about your yeah, you do a lot uh, with celebrities and, and as an agent, really, you've had your success in, in that field. Um, are you still representing new clients when they come along? A lot, man. Yeah, we're super busy. We have Magic, uh, Dennis Rodman, Hulk Hogan, Ric Flair. We were at the Laker game last night for his birthday. Carmen Electra, Denise Richards, Chevy Chase, Charlie Sheen. Charlie's doing amazing. He just celebrated he? two years sober. Wow. Congrats, uh, two, Charlie. About two months ago. He's doing amazing. Amazing. He's a great, great Very guy. talented guy. Yeah. So uh, I guess that's uh, uh, one, one thing we want to talk to the audience about is there's so many young athletes whether it's football, basketball, or whatever, young professionals, actors, actresses that are coming up, and they know they're going to find success, but they also know that they have trouble in their personal life. Mm -hmm. These things, you know, success sometimes brings more problems and, and undue influence. You, your circle all of a sudden gets real big. Mm -hmm. You go from people I can trust that love me and care about me to people I don't even know following me mm -hmm. around. So if you're out there and you need an agent as well, you know, to me, and I, I'm just putting you out there Darren because I know your character I know your commitment to recovery and if you are looking for representation or you're saying gosh I'm going to be at the college level I'm going to be at the pro level and I'm carrying some issues with me where's a guy that I can really trust with a center that is uh, going to help me uh, not just from a business perspective you ought to look up Darren Prince because these are some things that uh, you're not going to get with a typical agent they're going to enable you and, without even knowing it you know what I mean? And uh, to have uh, good guidance uh, from just a clear state of mind is, is one up. You know, I know our president swears he never has a drink. I don't I don't, I don't feel bad about it. You know, knowing that there's somebody sober and attentive. I don't need my president to be able to have a drink with somebody at all. <laughs> you know, that's not going to help him in his job. So uh, I, I just wanted to throw that out there because. I know we have a nationwide audience and, and uh, you're certainly all over the country doing all types of things. And that's something that you shouldn't sleep on. You I'll know? throw in one more. Any agents out there that are listening and hear a little bit of Darren Prince in you. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. 
As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. Message me, email me, uh, find me on social media because I thought I was untouchable. And when you're into that world and, and you're the king behind the king and you're the man to get to the man or the woman, you got lost in this world, real easy to go downhill. Yeah. And it's exactly what happened to me. You know, I, I had to really get humbled. And I know a lot of agents that are out there in their mid-20s and 30s that you know, think they got it all right now because they might hear a little bit of Darren Prince. I'll never be that guy. You'll be that guy. Right. Because you get sucked into this world that you don't get this. You don't get a handbook. Right. On how to live this crazy, glamorous world where everybody wants a piece of you. Right. And Fortunately, so, there yeah. is a handbook, though, with Aiming yeah. High now. Mm-hmm. So you can check it out. But that's really cool that you make yourself available like that between the 800 number and your social media. I mean, you're really hands on when it comes to recovery. And I think this is something being an advocate for recovery is not easy. This is not like an easy fix. It's not like I'm calling up for technical advice on like how to fix my microwave. Mm-hmm. You know, this is a serious subject and it's emotionally draining. It's tough. Mm-hmm. It's tough working in recovery. I don't you know, you got to. I mean, I didn't grow up to be a drug and alcohol counselor. I made a lot of my own mistakes. And Mm -hmm. so it it takes a special breed to want to do this. And after so much time and so much success to still take the time, I mean, there's no paycheck from answering a social media tweet. You know, you're just out there doing that. And that's a take advantage. Bug the heck out of this guy, man. He's got a good story. I just want people to, you know, to know that like we talked about, it doesn't matter where you're from. You could always turn your bottom into a new beginning. And then, man, just because you get sober, doesn't mean life doesn't come at you. It doesn't mean challenges don't happen. Um, I've been through, you know, I don't want to use the word hell, but I've been through crap and back. Um, trying to be respectful of never using the word nightmare again. I, I, I've rarely used it in recovery because I look at Kobe Bryant's family and those tragedies, those, those are nightmares. I think people just get so caught up into their own crap, not realizing we have luxury problems at the end of the day, mm-hmm. you know. I've been divorced in sobriety. I've lost Muhammad Ali and Joe Frazier in sobriety, uh, Burt Reynolds in sobriety. I, sh- I suited up. I showed up. I was sober at Muhammad and Joe's funeral. I had the biggest, toughest loss I'll ever have in my life. My dad, who suddenly passed at 81 in perfect health uh, back in February 15, 2017. And I suited up and showed up and stayed close to the program without ever having a single thought of picking up a truck. Well, you knew at that point it yeah. wasn't going to be the solution also, yeah. right? Yeah. And you had such convictions. Now, when did you first find your recovery? Gosh, because so from starting at age 12 mm-hmm. and then, you know, finding your success early on. I mean, when did you, uh, I, I think you said the date already, like uh, June 2nd. Uh, J- July 2nd, 2008. Okay. And, so. you know, at, the, at in that moment, even though I, I had that gift of desperation that night, I saw a light and I felt an energy in the room and I put my hands up and said I was new and these spiritual brothers and sisters came over to me and I felt the warmth and a love I never felt before in my life and they said, keep coming. We're going to love you until you learn how to love yourself. Right. And um, still, the detox pains, I felt better, but you know, in that moment I'm still thinking what the hell is going on and you think it's the worst day of your life and you actually look back and said that was the best. Hindsight's twenty twenty. You look back and you say, gosh, you know, I had to go through that. I didn't understand the purpose at the time. And it, it's hard. Sometimes there's not purpose that we can find readily, like loss of a father, loss of a loved one. These are traumas. These are triggers for us. These are real easy outs to relapse. I mean, you could find any reason. And some are better than others, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but when you allow yourself to, to step into that and accept one of those excuses then they're all an excuse 
And so, you know, now you live to fight another day, carry the message and uh, hopefully become a better, stronger man from from our past. You That's know? it. And I've gotten through, like I say, a lot of the firsts, a lot of the first things that I had to do in recovery. Um, you know, it's going to the gym, getting an injury, getting sick, going on my first sober date, like whatever it might be. Yep. Um, now, all that stuff is you know far far behind me but it's it's interesting because they say whatever year you started using it's almost like that's your emotional level so even though i was 39 40 41 i i felt like certain things i was doing i might have been 14 15 16 because well, i was so stunned right from the excessive use i think a lot of people that's lost on your development as well is when you're under the influence somewhat uh, whether it's on or off daily, weekly, or, or however you stunt your growth, mm -hmm. your emotional growth. And you, you never really, if you're never really truly happy or sad and you're always numbed somewhat, then you never really get to know yourself. So if you haven't, you know, you start using at 12, if you're not sober till 30, you've lost some maturity there. Mm -hmm. You know, you've lost some time just in your own head with your own thoughts to gain that insight, to find out, to get to know yourself. Yep. Right. And so that's where I think recovery, you know, like a, a treatment program, you start with a medically assisted detox. So you don't have to deal with all that physical withdrawal and pain and these things. And then you start getting into therapy when you have a clear mind and a clear head and you've got a place where there are no drugs, there are no alcohol. You can't just easily leave. I mean, you could, I guess, but, you know, it's all kind of right there for you. And you're able to focus on yourself and, and really um, get to the core issues mm -hmm. and uh, find a way forward where we don't have to use anymore, mm -hmm. right? Exactly. Man, that's beautiful. That's really a good story, Darren. I'm uh, really excited to hear you. Um, you've been on Fox News, you've been on CNN, you've been all over the place uh, with these messages, and finally here on the Sheer Recovery Podcast. So we're I'm excited. We're gonna help. We're gonna help some people. And um, officialdarrenprince.com is also another place they can find me and um, my. My guys get me all the emails to reply to. I love it. You know, if there could just be a day that I'm having off and I'll go for my phone and there's a message that I needed to hear. So I think there's people out there that actually help me a lot more than I think they're help that I'm helping them. And it keeps you connected, yeah. keeps you connected to recovery. That constant reminder when you got 10, 15 years sober, mm -hmm. it's so helpful to talk to people with problems because you're like, God, man, I remember. Yeah. I remember and I don't I, I can identify and I understand and I've already learned from this. Yeah. Doing it again ain't gonna learn teach me any new exactly. lessons. So, I mean, gosh, that's why I've been in recovery so long. Just you know, I you know, I, I basically you know I work at a treatment center. So I basically live there. I'm right. not in treatment, but I'm in treatment. Right. So right. you know that kind of staying close is good for yourself, and it keeps you focused, and then it allows you to share the message with exactly. others. Uh, so, Aiming High, folks, by Darren Prince is his, is his book. You've got the Aiming High Foundation. And officialdarrenprince.com, as well as all the Instagram handles, uh, are how you reach Darren. Darren, uh, gosh, we've got a lot to catch up on, but can, are there things you want to highlight, things you want to talk about that maybe I haven't brought to the forefront already? I think we covered it, man. I mean, it's just, uh, I'd like to say this is the greatest thing I've done for myself for the longest amount of time, and it's, uh, it just seems to keep getting better. You know, even when life's challenges come my way, I just... Uh, the perspective and the perception switch in my brain has just been unbelievable. I mean, I was on the plane with Magic a couple of months ago and giving him advice on something. He goes, say that again. It's like Hulk Hogan and I, we get these conversations. He goes, brother, that's a good one, man. Can you text me that one? And it's like, it's crazy to me that I've just become such a sponge to everything I could pick up and all the meetings I go to around the world. And I'm able to actually help earth people and some of these revered figures that have meant so much to me that now Darren Prince is the one that's able to give them something they need for the day. You just have to learn problems are part of life. And like I said, they're luxury problems. Right. You know, if something doesn't work out, you're expecting that big business deal, that great job promotion. Uh, the relationship falls apart. There's a health issue. There's a loved one or a friend suffering. You got two choices. I choose to stay a part of the no matter what club, then no matter what happens in my life, nothing's going to bring me that much closer to a relapse. And um, I love feeling comfortable during the most uncomfortable periods of, of my life now, because that's how I get to my higher self. Nice. Well, bringing you on the show, I think is really important to our audience because there's so many of us that struggle all walks of life, but being able to relate to somebody that has a lot of 
a lot of the champagne problems, a lot of those luxury problems, it's a different thing because I feel like there's certain people, whether it's doctors, lawyers, certain walks of life that feel like no one understands them, right? They're making more money than their parents or whatever. I mean, shoot, you're making more potentially more money than your parents at age 18. Uh, And, you know, you, you feel like you got all the answers, even though you really don't. And so having a peer or someone that you can relate to and reach out to that maybe has walked the walk a little bit is helpful. Um, this is Sheer Recovery Podcast. We're super grateful to have you here as an audience. If this message spoke to you, hit the subscribe button. We'll just show up in your feed. If you really like us, though, hit the notifications tab so you really get alerted when we release those new episodes. I'm your host, Anthony Villanos, and this is Darren. Darren, would you share, again, your handles and how to reach you, et cetera? Sure. My Instagram is at agent underscore DP. Website is www.officialdarrenprince.com, and the foundation is www.aiminghighfoundation.org. So thank you for uh, having me, giving me the platform to promote these things that are so near and dear to me. 100%. Thanks for coming on and thanks for tuning in. Until next time.
The Mortgage Voice is Jeff Barton, your mortgage advocate here on KCAA. Jeff informs you of the ever-changing mortgage industry. Mortgage loans can be confusing and overwhelming, but Jeff and his guests will help you understand the difference in various loans and help you own or keep your home. Trust is the major issue here, right? If someone doesn't trust you with their most intimate financial details and secrets, uh, it's going to be very hard for them to do a loan. Tune into The Mortgage Voice every Saturday afternoon at 3 and Sunday at noon here on KCAA. 1050 AM and 106.5 FM. Hello, here's some breaking news for new Medicare plans in your area. Hi, I'm George Litchfield with Litchfield Insurance Associates and Medicare Clarified, where you can get up-to-date info by calling 951-314-1949 and get the answers you need. There are new plans with extra benefits. At Litchfield Insurance Associates, we have the info you need to see if you qualify. If you haven't done a Medicare check, you can do so now during this special window of time from October 1st to December 7th. For local assistance, there are several ways to get help and assistance in person or remotely. For answers to your Medicare plan questions, you can call to schedule your complimentary consultation today at 951-314-1949. That's 951-314-1949 and get your Medicare clarified. And remember, there's never any charge for our services. K-C-A-A Hey SoCal, Inland Empire, Worldwide, tune in Mondays at 6 p.m. for the ATO About That Life Awareness Hour. I'm Uncle Moan. And I'm DJ Cool Tay Tay Tay. We're bringing you actual facts about the hood life, pitfalls, business, family, and law. Offering alternative resources for a better lifestyle. So tune in with me, Uncle Moan. And me, DJ Cool Tay 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 Mondays at 6 p.m. for the ATL About About That That Life Awareness Awareness Hour. Here on KCAA 1050 AM, 102.3, 106.5 FM. The The station that that leaves no no listener listener behind. behind. Legacy Food Storage. The best way to protect your family is by being prepared. Go now to LegacyFoodStorage.com. Use coupon code HOM15 now for 15% off. Quick, go. The giants of food manufacturing are very concerned about you. They fear you could come down with a terrible plague called consumer confusion, and these selfless corporate entities are going all out to save you from it. The altruistic corporations say that this plague emanates from the grimy and untrustworthy grassroots. Indeed, several states intend to require food manufacturers that put genetically modified organisms in their products to include that information on their labels. Labeling advocates note that since millions of consumers don't want their families eating foods with altered DNA, putting the phrase, contains GMO ingredients, on the packages will let every shopper decide whether to buy that product or not. It seems both simple and honest. No way, shout lobbyists for the food adulterators. One, they claim that such efforts would create a patchwork of state labeling laws, inflicting confusion on consumers. Also, they say the labels might further spread confusion by implying that the genetically tampered ingredients are, well, tampered with by corporate engineers. So, the benevolent corporations are lobbying Congress to save you from confusion by autocratically preempting the state's authority to write consumer protection laws. Instead, the industry demands that a federal agency be directed to create a national labeling program that would take precedence over all state laws. Not that the national GMO label would be mandatory. No, no, it would be voluntary, so each corporation could decide for itself whether to tell consumers what's in their food. This is Jim Hightower saying, I was born at night, but it wasn't last night. 
No consumer is so confused as to believe that even a single GMO user would, quote, volunteer to be honest with us. Anything less than mandatory GMO labeling is nothing but flagrant consumer fraud. Empire Talks Back. The attitude that, well, the little guy cannot win uh, seems to prevail despite the fact that over time we've seen that the little guy, if he is persistent, he becomes the big guy. Empire Talks Back. No, it's because maybe people figure out a little knowledge is like smoke. It leads to the fire. Empire Talks Back. I think this this drive for equality, this drive for justice... uh, is gathering steam as opposed to fading out. I think more and more people realize the importance of uh, the freedoms that America represents. Empire Talks Back with Wallace Allen and Friends, Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. on AM 1050 KCAA. But now it seems like things are finally coming around. In his book, From the Trench to the Bench, Judge Herb Dodell demystifies the legal system, including both civil and criminal, the lawyers, the judges, and the process. As a judge, former deputy district attorney, and criminal defense attorney, he knows the legal system. He has the inside information that you need to pick a lawyer, and he's here to give it to you. No matter what you're facing that makes you think you may need a lawyer, Judge Herb will shed valuable light on your situation and reveal your best options and many secrets of how the judicial system actually works. To find out more about how the legal system really works, you can get your copy of Judge Herb Dodell's eye-opening book, From the Trench to the Bench, at Amazon.com. Are you paying too much for your health insurance? Are your deductibles too high? Or are you completely uninsured? If you answered yes to any of these questions, Healthcare Help Desk can help you now when people need help the most. Health insurance laws and rules have changed. If you have Obamacare, are uninsured, or your premiums are too high, call Healthcare Help Desk. It's free. New healthcare plans are available, and you may qualify for dental coverage and lower copays and deductibles. Make the free call now. Top quality coverage at the lowest prices anywhere. You may be paying too much and not even know it. In these troubled times, health care is more important than ever. Don't let another day go by without health insurance. Policies are being offered with very low copays and deductibles. So if you're uninsured, underinsured, or paying too much, call Health Care Help Desk. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com podcast. That's Indeed.com podcast. Terms and conditions apply.